I think building strong relationships is the key thing in life. And we want people and we want to support you in focusing on people in real life, not be another tool that takes up time. And I think the more time we get to spend with other people, hearing their stories, hearing what books they're reading, the more amazing each of our days is. And so find that time. That other email can wait. That other work thing to do, a list can wait. Pick up that phone when your friend calls or your family member, because I think time flies by really fast. Just stop it. The -the run-of-the-mill cheesy humdrum bullshit status quo just tires me out. What fascinates me are the industry disruptors, the superhuman frontiersmen or women with arrows in their backs who go through hell to achieve their goals. They'll go through anything to make it. They bathe in hell and high water, a cut above. They're intolerant to mediocrity, the status quo, and yet they're the nicest people you'll ever meet. This is Disruption Interruption. Join me as we meet and learn from those mavericks, rebels, and business leaders that aren't afraid to piss off the establishment in order to make radical change for good. This show is sponsored by Johto PR, the disruptive anti-PR firm that murders your competition with cinder blocks and cyanide. Welcome back, everybody, to Disruption Interruption. I'm your host, KJ, and we're here today to talk to another industry leader that has steered off the lame, tired path of the status quo. Today, we have a kick-ass guest who's shaking up the tech world with her groundbreaking app and forging stronger connections in the business realm. Her journey started with a heartfelt desire to do better. Having experienced the pain of losing contact with friends and contacts while building and selling her first business. I completely understand this. Inspired by her incredibly successful and incessant note-taker mom, she channeled her entrepreneurial spirit and anthropological insights into creating an app that revolutionizes how we keep track of our connections. With the younger workforce excelling in tech but struggling with communication, and loneliness statistics soaring since the pandemic, maintaining connections has never before been more vital. She's disrupting industries like commercial real estate, insurance brokerages, and wealth management, and even diving into the world of VC and hedge funds to help manage relationships effectively. With her background in investment banking, academia, and an innate passion for creating businesses that make a positive social impact, This disruptor is a true force to be reckoned with. Oh my gosh, I already love her. (laughs) So buckle up, folks. This conversation is about to take us on an electrifying journey through entrepreneurship, tech innovation, and the power of fostering meaningful relationships. Welcome, Victoria Vehart, to Disruption Interruption. Oh, hey, Victoria. Hey, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you are so welcome. Very kind introduction. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, isn't it? I was like, wow, she's amazing. <laughs> okay, Victoria, tell our guests, what is your main fundamental ingredient for disruptive innovation? So I, I actually, you know, you've mentioned this and asked me before, and funnily enough, I had an answer that until yesterday I was on a long haul flight that was very delayed over the Atlantic and I was reading a book which funnily enough only now I'm reading and I think most founders read it as before they even start a company I wasn't aware of that um Peter Thiel's book zero to one 
Hmm. And I'm reading and there's like his, not ingredients. He doesn't say like, you know, this is a magical potion, but his thoughts on, you know, founding companies. And, and he writes, you know, don't disrupt. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. And I'm like, okay, well, so if that's what he thinks, and of course, you know, I, I highly respect him. I'm like, well, then what is my answer to that? And and his argument is you don't want to disrupt because you also don't want to be constantly in a fight with other companies and others in industries. And that you that when he built PayPal, it wasn't like fighting against Visa and all these other companies. It actually brought Visa more revenue. And that actually resonated with me because as we build, as I build my second company, Kinship. And when I think about it is, funnily enough, yes, we I thought we were disrupting by building a much more simple product, doing something that others aren't doing in the client relationship, customer relationship management space. But funnily enough, we've actually become an integration into these stacks and have been bringing Salesforce, I guess, more clients and making people happier using other CRM tools because they now have an add-on they were missing. So I want to say Peter Thiel was right in part about that. Although I do still think that to even work and play with other companies, you do still need to disrupt and be different in some way. And the way I think about it when I build businesses is I think about simplicity. We all have so much complexity in our life. And everyone thinks a better product is something that has more bells and whistles. I actually think it's the opposite. I think the more simple it is, the more user-friendly, more enjoyable it is, the better, because we have enough um, complexity in our lives every day. Wow. So let's keep it simple. Yes. And disrupt without disrupting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about this disrupt without disrupting. All right. Let's talk about meaningful connections. Like, What is really the status quo that's going on? I mean, look, just in LinkedIn alone, people reach out to, I don't know, 20 to 60 connections a day, right? And that's great. I mean, that's actually, I mean, I've gained so many connections in my network and I can call on anybody anywhere, right? And vice versa. But it does like limit our ability to stay in contact with them. Tell me, tell me more about the status quo. Yeah, I think, you know, you bring up LinkedIn and social media in general, where at the end of the day, we only really, probably in LinkedIn, on average, we know with our clients, they know, have thousands of contacts on LinkedIn. They probably can kind of tell you who someone is 10% of the time and really know someone and can actually make an introduction probably one to 5% of the time. So those aren't really meaningful connections. They're, they're people out there and, and people kind of in a Rolodex, but not ones that you're actually maintaining a relationship with. And I think the other part of like maintaining a relationship is where, whether it's social media, where everyone kind of fills in the boxes of describing themselves and that's it, or it's CRM tools or, you know, your apps, uh, your contact app and your phone. It's like, oh, but people only fit into these form fields. Like these are the only things you need to fill in. Well, that's not what, that's not true. Every person's different. Every, each of our, for example, users want to remember a different thing. 
and they want to remember a different thing about each of the different people they put in. So I think really, you know, the status quo is like, oh, we can figure this out and we could just put everyone into form fields, put them in a box. But I think that's where the mistake was. And I think all of these tools are lacking that human element. Yeah, people are not boxes. I mean, for, <laughs> for instance, you know, all of my podcast guests, I mean, I have this clunky, but only thing that's really workable because in our CRM, I can't search and find this information, right? But I have a clunky, but workable Excel spreadsheet and I keep data about all my guests, right? Like where they are in the world, like their passions, their hobbies, some, you know, have kids, some are, you know, have funny things. Like remember one of them, he's like, he makes pizza in his part-time and he like makes these like incredible, crazy recipes, right? So when I want to remember him or when I want to contact him periodically, I find out what pizza he just made recently for his family. (laughs) That's not really something that I can find and search in my phone in my tools that I have now. Yeah. It's so funny. Like that was also one of the funny things. It's like, why did we build these things that aren't searchable? Which is so odd given that, you know, so much of our life is searching for things, whether it's in real life, like where did I leave my keys again? Or also like Google. I mean, we search all day for a restaurant, for this, for that. So it's kind of so odd that The element in our life that's most important, and actually Harvard's longest clinical study proves this over 70 years, that the most important element in our lives to be healthy, happy, to live longer, to be successful are human relationships and the depth of those relationships. So it's funny that we have an app for everything. We can search everything except a really a tool to help us maintain the most important thing in our life and be able to search it at the same time. Yeah. So, so very true. And that's a great Harvard study. So Salesforce doesn't have it searchable. No, it doesn't search the notes, which is really odd since that's where they're putting all the information from like in banks from meetings and so forth. They can't search anything. Yeah. So let's go over some of the industries like relationship based industries that are so important to have that data. I mean, if you don't have like an incessant note taker, like your mom, you're sort of screwed, right? Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. And you know, I, it's so funny when I meet people from regardless of actually the industry, there's usually an amazing like woman or that's like behind that's actually doing the incessant note taking all the, Oh, we have a lot of users that are men also that you just have like these key people in companies that you know, are so good at taking those notes, are so good at inputting all of that data. Um, It's actually really interesting. My Um, executive assistants have always been good at that. Like how they remember and they know is like a superpower, right? (laughs) That I I completely rely on. Um, Yeah. So real estate. Yes. That's a huge relationship industry. And plus you have to know the idiosyncrasies of your clients and what they need and want, right? What they don't like. Very particular wealth management, right? What else? Um, So with actually looking at real estate, what's interesting, there's residential real estate and commercial. Yeah. Residential, yes, a lot of that maintaining and being top of mind for referrals and and being the one chosen, but actually commercial real estate ended up being where we're stronger. And what's interesting there is from the moment you meet someone to actually 
getting the phone call to start doing a transaction can be five to seven years. So managing that and remembering, oh, this person likes baseball, invite them to a baseball game, check in with them every so often, definitely key elements there. So that that actually sector, I definitely split up because um, they act very differently. Um, and yeah, then, enterprise sales should be in that particular category too. I mean, it takes a long time to close a lot of these like bigger contracts. Oh, you are sweet. I know how that feels. I mean, it can be um, working, you know, to close a contract with a bank can be like three years and maintaining, and then people switch in the organization and, you know, being able to maintain those relationships or then have that relationship in a new um, company and actually follow that person to the new company, which is really tough. And I always feel better when, um, actually my older brother, he's um, he's in tech also. And he told me, oh, don't worry that it's taking so long to close. It took me to close a bank seven years. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, oh God. <laughs> so yes, enterprise sales, 100%. 100%, yeah. You should go after the media industry. I mean, that happens all the time, like relationships. I mean, journalists go to new yeah outlets, you know, they get promoted, they go to new industries. It's, it's a quote unquote, small industry. Every Mm -hmm. industry that you're in seems small, right? But those relationships are super important where they go. Right. I agree. And my co-founder actually, who's our CMO, he's a writer um, by education and and he um, was chief editor of AdAge. Um, So he knows very well. And so when we're building Kinship, actually, we had a lot of his friends, journalists, try it out exactly for that. And remembering sources are actually a key, like staying in touch with people that are great sources. That's really important for them. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Right. On both sides. Yeah. What about insurance? Insurance is a big one. Um, definitely. And it's really, it's crazy. I was just talking to someone from insurance and he's like, I lost a contract just because the person didn't feel I was as close to him in a personal way, like the person at the other company. He's like, how did this happen? I spent so much time. Wow. And these are massive contracts for really a long amount of time um, because they could be up to 10 years, Um, but they do have like kind of a reset. So you really need to kind of maintain, you can't just kind of forget about that relationships after signing because the reset will come up and then you you know, calling just after reset isn't the best look. And also, God forbid, you have to also tell them the fees went up. So <laughs> right. um, so that's, you know, that's what we try to work with people and being like, okay, stay in touch in between. Don't just call for a renewal. Yeah. You know, this reminds me, um, it just popped into my head. I was reading a book like you, I'm like a voracious reader, reading a marketing book and I can't even remember what it's called, but it was talking about the power of connections. And it gave this example of this all time best selling car salesman, right? that sold like this astronomical number of cars in his like career and lifetime, you know, like a thousand cars a year plus, right. That's like three cars a day at his top. It was like six cars a day, all at retail. Wow. That's impressive. It is impressive. Right. (laughs) And he had a system. He sent a personal note to every one of his contacts every month. And he didn't, he had up to 35,000 at the end of his career, like 
personal contacts. And so he had to get assistance to help him keep up with that, right? But it was a personal handwritten note, something about them. And that is how he maintained his relationships. And then he, everybody was on a waiting list to buy from him, right? Um, He could have used kinship. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God, for sure. But that's so impressive. And, you know, I, I think one thing we do see definitely in one of the elements and, you know, the thing, you know, you say, how do we disrupt like the ability to also put in people's interests, being able to then have time, you know, a lot of the tools we have like Facebook kind of ruined birthdays for everyone. Um, it's an over-engineered, I think, birthday reminder, but still. I can't even comment on, I don't even, I'm not even on Facebook anymore, but I can't <laughs> even comment on that. I remember back in the day, I was like, oh my God, I get, I'm getting thousands. There's yeah. no way. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then you only get it on the day, the notification. What if you want to send a gift? It's too late. Right. Right. So, yeah. So that's like one of the things we did, like giving you a heads up. So you have time to send that card, to do that thoughtful gesture. And I think um, a great book, speaking about like how much we love to read, (laughs) Giftology is also a great book. Giftology? Um, Yeah. Okay. just, you know, how you build relationships by gifting and, oh. and just in that process. I unfortunately am forgetting the author's name, but he does some great talks also. That's awesome. We, have, we need to start our own book club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell all of you about these. Yes. We unfortunately can't remember the titles or the author's name. <laughs> if we had kinship, we would. We would, exactly. <laughs> um, actually, that's funny. We've had people use kinship to also remember like, restaurants they go to in cities so they've added as a contact a city and then like writing down all the things they love in that city like museums stuff like that because they can then share it with their friends oh my gosh I do that on my notes on my iPhone I do like okay it's like New York Chicago like all the cities that I love all the restaurants I love all the things that I love to go do like and people ask like they're going somewhere and they're like where should I go I'm like oh here right and I send them the whole note amazing well now I know who to ask (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah and it's all around the world like yeah yeah. oh that's funny you know this seems like such a simple innovation of -hmm. course that is your superpower right Mm -hmm. simplicity how let's talk a little bit about how upset you were when you sold your last business, you had like worked so hard, you know, went out of contact with a lot of your connections and you went to your mom and asked for help. Tell us about that. Yes. Um, so after hustling for a good three years and 12 locations of restaurants and selling um, in a in th- to one of three final bidders, which is also quite the process I've never done before. So that was very interesting. I really woke up and I realized I did not know my friend's kids' names. I had no idea how old they are. Are they a girl or a boy? I just felt like I lost touch with everyone from my banking days, from college. And as you mentioned, I turned to my mom. My mom's a serial entrepreneur. She just started another company during the pandemic. She's doing great. (laughs) She's amazing. And she remembers people. She 
we'll meet journalists after three years and remember the child was sick and ask about it. When she'd host dinners, she actually would take notes who sat where and what was served at our house so they don't get the same food the next time around. And, you know, and that's when I, I started discovering, like, how does she remember all this? And that's when she showed me that she writes all of this down, little diagrams even um, of our dinner table. Oh, man. She must it's have amazing. tons of notebooks. She has tons. And then she rewrites some of them because, like, she has to put in the next calendar for the next year. And, and then, you know, and then children were born. And then she has the birthday of the child to add and the wedding anniversaries and it's crazy. She lugs around a second bag, which is just her notes. Um, and wow. It's amazing. And I saw that and I was like, well, this, this is really astounding, but not what I can do. And also we have an iPhone. We have a phone with us all the time. This Can I build her system, but in a format that's more technologically advanced? Yeah. <laughs> much. And so I became fascinated. I started being fascinated first, like with people like her. Um, I was like, okay, if she's out here, there must be more. And so we ended up with my co-founders interviewing about 200 people from relationship intensive sectors like banking, like real estate, even notorious bachelors of New York City. Um, who <laughs> nice. Which <laughs> is very important they keep their relationship. Yeah, <laughs> they're hilarious. Given that a lot of them come from like finance and stuff, Excel spreadsheet is the go-to. And funnily enough, Excel, you, you're, you know, you're doing exactly what most people do. And when we onboard them, they're using Excel spreadsheets. And so that's what we discovered. These people that are so thoughtful, that call you once every three months or send you a card every month, they have a system. And they all said the same thing. It's usually like a patchwork. So you'll have like, you know, Apple Notes mixed with an Excel, a calendar reminder and so forth. And they all said the same thing. No matter how successful they are, they hate their system. And they keep trying new things and nothing is right because every system is complicated and is trying to tell them and teach them how to do something better when they already know what they want to do and what works. Um, that is they, so true, isn't it? Yes. So true. So instead of, you know, reinventing the wheel, we're like, oh, people use Excel. How do we make our tool just better than Excel? Excel can send you a reminder. So let's just do that, you know? <laughs> And little things like that and make it like easy to quickly read. And hey, it's on your phone because opening Excel on your phone is really painful. (laughs) (laughs) It is so painful. (laughs) That was pretty much what it was. And um, that's how it started. All thanks to my mom sharing a secret. You know, I absolutely love entrepreneurs because they can see something and they go, We could do a business with that. Let's see if it's actually viable. Oh, it is. (laughs) I was speaking to one of my friends in Denmark and he said, you know, there's one thing about Americans. He goes, you guys can make a business out of anything. Like you, you know, I'm a, I, I'm a dog walker for dog walkers. (laughs) Exactly. That's kind of true. Yeah, that's true. But there's a lot of Sweat, blood, and tears in between. So, absolutely, freaking absolutely. absolutely. From the beginning to the end result. And I think that's kind of, you know, what is often forgotten is like a lot of times people see the end results. They mm-hmm. don't see everything in between. And they definitely don't see the ongoing problems and the midnight phone calls and so forth. 
Yes. And the journey, I mean, you know, it is the journey and the journey can be very lonely. Hence, you know, this particular app for connections. What are some of the loneliness statistics again that have have cropped up since the pandemic? Yeah. I mean, we've seen a crazy increase in uh, loneliness. Um, We've seen an increase also among youth, which is unique. Um, children, um, teenagers around the age of 14, which is not something we've really seen. And unfortunately, you know, that has been seen to be a direct causation with also an increase in suicide or attempting suicide, um, which we see in as much as we've been focused after the pandemic on the elderly, we didn't realize it was a lot of the youth that is also having that problem. And I think that's something that was for us very surprising and something that we hope that kinship with young individuals that are growing up, entering also the workforce, that we can help them build connection. And we're kind of hoping we kind of go in that direction of coaching also. Wow, that's super cool. So tell me all the different industries that you're in now and where do you want to expand into? Yeah, so right now we are still expanding. It hasn't been that we've taken over any of these you know, commercial real estate, wealth management, whether it's, you know, family offices or banks or smaller firms or clients of ours. We are with insurance brokerages and expanding in that sector. And now we're also looking, we're getting a lot more from hospitality, running kind of pilot groups in a few hotels and getting there moving forward. So that's been a very interesting industry also but also ones that have surprised us. And, you know, we've been reached out to by big organizations that big groups like on LinkedIn um, for moms, working moms. And suddenly it's not just companies, but it's also individuals that we have seen using our product, joining kinship and which has been incredible. And I think there's a lot of solo entrepreneurs, individuals, kind of to your point, that are running on their own businesses, uh, needed whether to battle to their loneliness and stay connected or to manage their clients and their investors. They're using Kinship too. So that's been a very surprising. Do you think we'll see Kinship as an app like that we can add on Salesforce or HubSpot one day? Yeah, so we uh, we do integrate for companies with Salesforce, HubSpot. Um, pretty much, we do all these personalized integrations for companies, depending on what tools they're using. Because, dear, you know, I think we're disrupting by providing simplicity and adding something that everyone needs. But we're not disrupting the tech stack because we feel that you know there is a space for CRM systems. They are great for you know signing, pushing down a pipeline, mass marketing, but everything that's more human touch, everything before when you're trying to sign a client, everything after to make sure the client's happy and stays with you, that's kinship. So we've really found that, and maybe that's also our disruption, actually, because I think everyone else trying to enter that market has been like, oh no, we're better. Get rid of Salesforce. Have a Why? Just add the- (laughs) There's plenty of business out there. Yeah. Yeah. Just add yes. and and I think that's much easier instead of people having to completely change their tech stack. Well, it really does make you a friend to many different industries and systems, which which is actually really cool. Okay, let's talk about you. What are your crazy passions outside of kinship? <laughs> I guess number one is I do a lot of backcountry skiing. Wow. Yeah. 
I love it. I love hiking on skins in the snow. Um, I have a guide that I love in Austria. I've known him since I'm like 19, I think. We just realized lately. Um, so we'll go far out, you know, no cell coverage, nothing on skins, you know, where you go up mm-hmm. the mountain. Yeah, it's amazing. And it feels like you're on another planet and it's so quiet. And I, I guess I build a relationship management tool, but I love my alone time. <laughs> um, well, now, you know, you can unplug and come back and still connect. Exactly. Exactly. And that's definitely one thing. But then I also love team sports. Um, I've been an avid polo player for quite some time. That's kick-ass. Yeah. Haven't played recently, but yeah, I, I was playing a lot. And also when growing a company, I was playing before work, sometimes after work and on weekends. I do love that's, I think I need extreme sports to relax. <laughs> I need to turn off my head. Recently, I've been biking in New York City, and I feel like that's kind of also an extreme sport. Yes, that yeah. is an extreme sport. <laughs> that is. That's awesome. All right. Before you tell people how to get a hold of you, I mean, also let them know, I mean, you're in the B2B sector, you're going in certain industries, but you also have your app in the app, the marketplace, right? So tell people how to download your app and then how to get a hold of you. Yeah, we love, um, we actually onboard individuals too. So go to the app store and, or you can find us on our website, heykinship.com. In the app store is Kinship, your relationship superpower. And yeah, download the app. Doing it right now. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) And feel free to reach out. My email address is right there when you download, victoria at kinshipsystems.com and, or hit me up on LinkedIn. And we are excited to also do personalized onboarding because I think, you know, one of the things is to your point at the very beginning, you have so many relationships. How do you get started? And I think that's overwhelming and it's always much more fun to do it with someone else. And our team loves doing the onboarding. So we'll help you think, who do you want to focus on in the next few days? Maybe you don't want to upload 10,000 people to kinship start like 20 that you really want to focus on and we'll chat through all this with you and if you got an excel spreadsheet or apple notes we'll help pull them in so you're not starting with a blank slate like that's not the idea and this is supposed to be enjoyable and not extra work um that's why we're here to support you that is incredible so do something simple make it enjoyable and make sure that you keep track of your connections exactly do you have any one last thought that you want to leave our listeners with today? A little inspiring note. I guess my thing would be that I agree with the Harvard study. I think building strong relationships is the key thing in life. And we want people and we want to support you in focusing on people in real life, not be another tool that takes up time. And I think the more time we get to spend with other people, hearing their stories, hearing what books they're reading, the more amazing each of our days is. And so find that time. That other email can wait. That other work thing to do, a list can wait. Pick up that phone when your friend calls or your family member, because I think uh, time flies by really fast. That's beautiful. Victoria, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I love your podcast. I listened to a bunch of it over my during my very long and delayed flight. Some cool um, people, don't we? I mean, um, they're so interesting. The one about cybersecurity I sent to so many people. Oh, Walt. 
I yeah, loved he's it. like 75 years old. Like loved it. Serial I, entrepreneur 10 times over. And speaking about simplicity, he explains it in such simple terms that you're like, wow. I know, I know. it's so true. So maybe you should just be the definition in Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great yeah, idea. I <laughs> um, really idea. impressed. Really. I love it. Thank you so much for reaching out and having me on. Thank you. Well, I'm downloading Kinship and you're going to be in there with your polo and your backcountry skiing and the fact that you're an avid book reader. Thank you so much. And yeah, if you ever need help with it, of course, we're here to help you. I'm calling you personally. Yes, call me for sure. Um, and really, thank you so much. I, I love what you're doing. Thanks. That's a wrap, everyone. If you learned something today, found a good book or laughed, go tell someone about this podcast and tell people to go disrupt their markets simply and with communication. Thanks for listening to Disruption Interruption, where we transform lives, change consumer behavior, alter economics, and never accept the status quo. Ciao for now. Because we live in a highly litigious society with America being one of the top litigious countries in the world, here's our legal disclaimer. This advice is not intended to be a substitute for professional public relations or legal advice. Do not disregard seeking professional legal healthcare or financial advice or delay seeking professional PR or legal advice because of something you have heard here. Contact an attorney to obtain advice on any particular legal issue or problem. Use of this podcast or our website or any of its social media or email links. Do not create an agency client relationship between Joto PR and the user.